0: Welcome to Oddcast, Oddcast, you're listening to Oddcast, welcome to Oddcast, hello, hello, J. Mellon for podcast Today the setting is the kinetic passage of time and thought via wood, paint, metal, etc. The art of Philadelphia-based artist Harvey Weinrich. It's ArtCast. Hey, Harvey.
1: Hey, Phil. How you doing? All right.
0: Right on time. Good. (laughs) If you're ready, we can do it now. Let's just go for it. All right. (laughs) Um, Let me just say uh, I'm sitting here virtually with Harvey Weinrich, Philadelphia-based artist, and welcome to Oddcast, Harvey.
1: Thank you very much.
0: You're welcome. Um, I guess we'll just... Go for it, as you say, and jump into the first question. Um, when uh, when beginning an artwork, do you have a, a blueprint, so to speak, or does your work grow a little bit more organically?
1: Uh, it comes out of different places at different times, so sometimes I just start preparing a surface, and ideas will come to me in that process, even if I had a preconceived idea of what I wanted to do, it may, it may change as I'm um, preparing the surface for that painting, and I'll end up going off in a different direction. So, um, But sometimes I do have a very calculated point I'm trying to make, and, uh, and I follow through with that as well.
0: Right. Um, does um, I know you work with a lot of objects and various things like that, as well as uh, paint, and... Uh for that. I'm sorry?
1: I've going to jail for that. I'm I'm jail for that.
0: <laughs> really?
1: Well, dumpster diving.
0: Yes, yes. Um uh, Yes. Well I'm sorry to hear that. But you're still you're still uh, you're free now, so Yep. <laughs> cool. Yeah, that was gonna be one of my questions, like how do you acquire uh without incriminating yourself some of the objects that you use in your work?
1: Well, most of them I acquire legally, including the time I went to jail. I hadn't actually done that anything wrong, and I eventually was dismissed of the charges. But uh, I, uh, you know, I find a lot of beauty in familiar objects that I just find rusting on the streets, and I also am infatuated with uh, the markings on packaging, and I use parts of that and incorporate that into my work, and. Um, basically there's 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 nothing out there that I don't uh, tend to find some use for
0: so. right and when you say um markings on packaging, you mean uh, like certain decals which uh, might say two for one or something like that
1: well, it could be that but more often than not it's uh more um, I don't know what the word is uh, I don't know what the word for it is but uh, like it might be the when you open a package, and then there's like markings that they use for the printing, and there's color scales, and oh. they're, they're not the things that uh, that they're that are usually as blatantly obvious, but they're, but they're they're part of the packaging, and of course, some um, CPU coatings um, are attractive to me, and I find ways to use them.
0: Right, huh? That's pretty cool.
1: I sort of like to put a CPU uh, marking in the. Uh, corner or somewhere in every one of my pieces so so that you know it could be scanned at, in the checkout line.
0: You know. Right, yeah, easy uh access. I mean, would that work in a, one of the self-scanning uh lines too at the supermarket perhaps or
1: Oh, it could work there as well. Um so uh, uh maybe probably getting a good deal on the piece too, you know, if, if, if it's a the cereal box or something.
0: Right, yeah, you never know. You could be purchasing a um like you said uh a candy bar even right get a good deal
1: that's fair enough for me because i i I do have a a full-time job in philadelphia to support my painting so i can uh, then either price them cheaply or give them away if so be it
0: right um so i'll have to uh talk with you after the show then okay maybe we can make a trade we'll
1: work work something out
0: (laughs) all right uh, let's see. Now, my next question is: uh, What feeds your work more? Um, are there art forms, your your own artwork, uh, let's say dreams or everyday life, or something other than that?
1: Um, well, that's a, good, that's a very good question. I, I mean, the I think the main thing that, that drives art forward for me is a need to communicate and and somehow uh, perhaps get attention. That's not something I particularly want to reveal, but I think that's part of it. I I mean, I I basically feel when I'm in the process of making art, um, I'm in the the ultimate position of privilege of um, not catering to anything at all, and just, uh, I mean, I'm the author, the creator, and basically, you know, I can do whatever I want, and that's a rare thing in in our society. I mean, this is the United States, and we have a reputation, but uh, it's really hard to just be free. So I, I find uh, that the creative process um, allows for that, and um, I guess that's a big part of the draw for me.
0: Right. Huh. So
1: um, I stumped the audience. No, I'm just joking. Yes,
0: you, you stumped the uh, the host here. Easy to do. <laughs> Uh, let me see. I guess I'll ask you another question. Uh, how important is art training, do you believe, to uh, to the starting of an art career?
1: Well, I mean, uh, it, it can be important if you're the kind of artist who wants to be trained uh, to do certain things. Um, otherwise, I don't think it's important at all. Um, I mean, it... <laughs> Uh, as you know, I went to the Academy of Fine Arts, and um, it, it took me years to unload all that baggage that they taught me there. Um, right. I, I say I say that half jokingly, but um, <laughs> I I I, uh, I sort of I guess needed to prove to myself that I could could do certain things, although I had no interest in doing them anyway. And I, as soon as I would reach the point where I go, okay, I can render a cast drawing, or I can. Paint a landscape. Actually, like to paint landscapes, but uh, then I would just disregard that and say, "Well, you know, in my mind, I don't have to worry about someone saying, you know, um, that you can't do that. I mean, I, I can do that. But I just choose not to. So, right. but basically, I'm not interested in the, the more formal art training and and the the results of that. I mean. The, if it could be taught in school, then, it, then it's
0: probably not going to be of interest to me. Right. <laughs> well said. Um, let's see. I'm going to ask you a toughie here now, and, and you're going to have to uh, select only a few. Uh, some of your favorite artists, be they past, present, oh, future? Um, I'm,
1: I'm not totally up to date on um, exactly who's doing what now, but the, my... Um, influences from early on and I think uh, that just comes because even when I was very young I just related to that work instantaneously. It was intimate and communicated in a form that I understood. uh, So those artists were uh, Robert Rauschenberg, Jasper Johns, and a little bit later Ansel Kiefer. Uh, I don't know if I'm saying his first name right, but um, those artists uh, Especially, you know, uh, Rauschenberg and Jasper Johns, um, they, the, the, their way of communicating and painting was um, was, was very natural to me, and um, and it, it seemed to break out of the mold of it was some of the first work I saw that was not realistic and traditionally based, and um, maybe that's part of it too because we're very influenced by the you know, when we first experienced something new, but um, it had
0: a great impact on me, and it still does today. Right, and uh, fortunately there's a nice collection of uh, Jasper Johns' work in the Philadelphia Museum of Art.
1: True. I don't get out the art museum as much. I get too distracted by the people in the art museums.
0: Oh uh, uh, yes. Maybe uh, photographing some of them?
1: Uh, photographing in public. I don't know why I wasn't shy when I was younger and why it seemed easier, but um but uh but I I've always said like you know no no piece of art could compete with uh, in my case a, a beautiful woman standing in front of the art that would totally distract me from from any art. <laughs>
0: so <clears throat> excuse me. I guess uh that would yeah. be a, I'm sorry? go ahead oh okay um, the next question would be uh, now the use of technology it, does that uh, make its way into your work whether it's like I mentioned photographs just because I happen to know that you uh, take photographs as well and uh, so basically do you, well, what, what types do you use well uh, I,
1: I basically say, uh, that I use all types but the technology is just another paintbrush is just another tool to be creative with, whether it's digital photography and then bringing it back in the print and then attaching it to a canvas or using a digital monitor. It, it really doesn't matter. They're all just different types of paintbrushes um, to, and another outlet for creativity.
0: Right, right. Um, let me see. I know... Uh, I was just watching, there was an interview, um, uh, um, was it, is it Rusty Scupperton, I believe?
1: Yep. Uh, yes. His real name is John Thornton, and we, we went to the Academy of Fine Arts, uh, from 75 to, uh, 79 together.
0: Right. And, uh, yeah, I just watched that via your website, which was, uh, just, if you wouldn't mind, uh, let me ask you if I say this incorrectly. Uh, the listeners can find your other work at harveyworldmedia dot org. Correct. Okay, and again, that's harveyworldmedia dot org, and right
1: uh, there, there It's broken up into sections, so there's a photography section, a painting section, and um, a couple other sections. So.
0: Okay. Yeah. Well,
1: they're all outlets for expressing, uh, ideas, but, um, you know, there's a computer art section, so everything there is digital art. Um, but in the painting section, there's also digital art, but it's mixed into the painting.
0: Right. Um, my next question, Harvey, is, uh, what do you do when you get stuck or find yourself in a creative block?
1: Um, that's a, that's a really great question, because, uh, uh, this, the previous year was I exhibited a lot of work, sold a lot of work, and did a lot of work. And um, I, I mean, you know, it was like a, you know, since I'm not like 20 years old anymore, and I'm not even uh, 50 years old, I'm older than that now, uh, I, you know, your energy level isn't what it used to be anyway. But I got, I got into things and I kind of burned myself out and I'd been so tired from that from that year, yeah. everything that I did, that I I, I haven't painted since um like uh, I guess November, but I've been doing computer graphics and photography, which for me is very physically untaxing. And, right. you know, you're, you're sitting there in front of your monitor, you're drinking some coffee, or if it's nighttime, you're drinking some wine, or and it's very easy to just sit there and and make art uh, without physically putting yourself out, but I also feel very detached when I'm doing uh, digital art or virtual art as opposed to um, working with
0: raw, raw materials. Right, yeah. And and uh, just the not only physically taxing, but I'm sure emotionally taxing as well, just the uh, stress levels as far as uh, bouncing from installation of the show to the opening to, to the studio. Yeah,
1: and, and I mean, uh, I probably shouldn't be bringing this up, but... Um, the, you know, uh, the relationship that, since we happen to know each other, uh, you've known about, um, uh, the absence of that uh, person in my life was part of the, where I was gaining energy from. Um, right, yeah. You know, the, you know, when there's a change in your life, it can be um, it can be depressing, but it can also be exhilarating. And I guess I was sort of depressed, exhilarating enough finding things to occupy me and of course, uh, discovering new things and expressing new ideas through art was, uh, you know, art was a great, you know, bastion of, uh, comfort, um, to, to, uh, occupy me from other things. So, right. so I used my art, I selfishly used it. Uh, <laughs> you know.
0: As we often do. <laughs> Hardly giving back, uh-huh. but just take, take, take.
1: Uh-huh.
0: <laughs> um, now I'm going to ask to uh, for you, Harvey, to describe your work in in some some aspect using three words. They don't have to relate to each other, but just the work itself. Uh, mixed
1: up media.
0: All right, that's three words. <laughs> <laughs> Um, thank you and my next question uh, what do you think of the, the internet has done to art for say like promotion and presence?
1: Well I think it's done a lot um, for promotion um, but I, I don't think if it's unless it's digital art I don't think you can experience a painting by looking at um, a, uh, a digital um, photograph of that painting uh, on the monitor. I don't right. think, you're, you're giving out a lot of information and people get a, a rough idea, but the, it's a, such a totally different experience to stand in front of a piece of artwork uh, and, and, and see the details with your own eyes that way as it is to look at that, those pieces um, on a monitor. I mean, when, when you look at I have paintings with a lot of texture on them. Yeah. And when you're looking at those...
0: you said I, th- there is nothing like the live experience and you know especially with with your work where you use so many objects um you know you, you can you can they almost play as a relief sculpture in a way where uh some of that might be lost in in translation from the, the the real world to the to the virtual sort of uh, digital world um
1: right. i think i'm a little of the subject but you know andering, i'm not to say that word correctly but uh Um, But you just reminded me that the the objects are also sort of a language for me. Um, You know, uh, there's um, like the rusted objects represent um, more, not just objects that they are, but symbolically about that things physically change naturally through time. And uh, I use objects like keys and keys, pretty literal, like open things or, shut things and so all these objects are not just like elements of design they're also right like a, a language
0: right and um i noticed some of the work least, too i'm sorry
1: i was gonna say at least in my mind
0: right and what a beautiful mind it is uh and i was just gonna segue into uh the fact that i feel like some of your paintings even though very physical and um and i know even when you use straight paint you tend to use a lot of—I uh, don't know if it's medium involved—but they're they're very like very tactile, physical, juicy sort of uh, goopy paint, and yet at the same time, they they blur the line between three-dimensional and two-dimensional worlds even more, and even like surreal worlds uh, in some way.
1: Yeah, it's funny that you said that because uh, a gentleman who has a gallery in the city had, had heard about my work and he, he came to see my. Studio and he's like, oh, you know, I wasn't expecting everything to be so so rigid and organized. And uh, you know, I, I heard you were like a wild painter. He goes, you hardly paint at all. And I, and, it was, and it was kind of funny because um sometimes I do paint, uh, but so you know, often I'm just uh, I am just using objects, and then there is paint in, around the objects, or between objects, or over objects. But it's all it's all compartmentalized. So um, uh, it, it's just interesting because um, I often think, well, maybe I should be more painterly expressive. But uh, then, I, then if I do that just because, well, I don't mind feedback. I mean, I, I like the expression of paint and, and the surfaces and textures that it creates um, as well. So, uh, But anyway, it, I just wanted to share that.
0: Yes, thank you. Um, I think I have one more question, Harvey, and the sort of, uh, what I like to call the romantic relationship question with art, and when do you feel that you fell in love with it or or wanted to become an artist?
1: Okay, I, well, I grew up with uh, with a reading and writing handicap, and I was diagnosed with uh, a mild case of dyslexia, or I don't even know, I mean, dyslexia is, it's a popular thing to have, it's sort of like, um, I don't want to compare it to um, being anorexic, but it's one of those kind of cool, like, hip hip diseases or problems to have or something. But anyway, I had reading and writing handicaps, and um, I took to visual, um, non-writing-type experiences when I was very young. And... Um, and that's carried through for me. I still have, you know, I still have problems um, reading and writing to some degree. So I, you know, I find the comfort of uh, the visual arts to be a place where I can communicate um, without um, those um, problems.
0: Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's funny. I didn't know that. Um, yeah. And and of course, treating it like a way to communicate, I think, is important too. Uh, the visual world. The visual art,
1: right? Um, yeah, I mean, uh, non verbal communication, you know, I mean, is like extremely, you know, important and dominates our life, I think, much more than most of us recognize,
0: right? And uh, just from knowing you, Harvey, I know that you're a really big music fan, and uh, just wanted to ask, how does, uh, does that affect your work directly, or is that something that just a, a healthy distraction, or
1: well there's two things I can say about that like one it, it, it's um it is a distraction because I manage a, a huge collection of music and uh, to actually know what's what and, and to put mixes together. I think you do that yourself um, you know it takes up a lot of time by the way i I have a, a mix that's just songs about art and artists, which I'm uh, building up and uh, uh, it's a lot of fun. Um, oh, that's cool. But anyway, it, so uh, I also greatly enjoy, of course, having music while I'm working, among other things, like um, music. And, uh, but it, it is a distraction, because it, it, it's like a, another area of interest that's, that's not painting. Um, and uh, basically, it's just an oral, I mean, a, a hearing experience. into my art, although there are, I would like to do that more and mix art and music together as well because music is yet another paintbrush pressure
0: tool right. um,
1: to be creative with.
0: Right. Um, so you're a, um, a dedicated listener and it takes up a lot of your time as well?
1: Right, that's what I'm saying. Um, uh, it's not just that I listen, uh, but I also like to think about how different genres of music fit together and I like to mix them and be creative. In that way, so it's another creative outlet as well. Um, but uh, you know, it's it's pretty far removed um, from the traditional world of fine arts or visual arts in, in, in general. Although there are artists who um, mix music, obviously and art together, performance artists, and such and so forth. So, I, when we had spoke earlier, you had asked me about. Um, artist's favorite quote, and I didn't have one, so I, I wrote my own.
0: Oh, great. Uh, I'm sorry. I forgot about or, that.
1: Uh, it's all right. It's, uh, it's very short, but uh, it goes like this. It's okay not to know. I based my whole artistic career uh, on, on that. You no, know, uh, on that experience. It's okay not to know. I based my whole artistic experience on that. There
0: you go. Right, and now we have it on... We have it... Uh... Recorded for for future generations. For prosperity. Yes. <laughs> again, thank you, Harvey Weinrich. Um, You're welcome. And your website again is harveyworldmedia dot org.
1: dot org.
0: Okay. Thank you very much. We You're will welcome. see. We will see you again soon.
1: Everyone have a great day. Thank you. You're welcome.
0: Thank you from Oddcast. You just listened to Oddcast. We want to thank you from all of us here at Oddcast. Please come back to Oddcast in the future.